Hi, welcome back to another episode of Nobody's Doing It Right, the podcast for those who are uncertain. My name is Kat, I'm your host. And for today's episode, we're going to be talking about having a struggle mentality and how that is probably making you self-sabotage. This is something, of course, that I've had to learn from my own experience and work through a lot. I still struggle with it, obviously. Um, But yeah, if you deeply believe that struggle is what makes things worthwhile or struggle is what makes you good enough or makes your efforts worthwhile, then you will always make yourself have to struggle through things or you will always create scenarios or make things harder than they need to be for for you in order to maintain this idea of struggle and difficulty. And one way that I have kind of seen this for myself, and I've just put a post on Substack about this, um, about superfluous action. Superfluous action is, in my mind, again, I haven't coined this term or anything, but it's just how I'm describing it. But if you have a task to do, for example, and there is an easy way to get to it. Not easy in the sense that, you know, cutting corners and stuff, but easeful, right? There isn't a way, there's a way to get to it that doesn't involve a bunch of struggle and hard work, which is fine. There are many things like that in life that are easeful. And it's okay that they're easeful. But if you have this deep struggle mentality that you think things that are easy or easeful aren't worthwhile, and if I do something and I don't feel stressed or angry or frustrated or tired afterwards, then it's probably, I didn't do a good job. It's not good enough. If you have those deep beliefs, you will create superfluous action around this thing in order to bulk it up, to bloat it so that it feels more worthwhile. But then what happens is when you do that, when you create superfluous action, when you bloat things and you create extra tasks and this and I have to do this, it's not just a skincare routine. It's a eight step skincare routine because, you know, it has to be a lot for me to feel valid in it or for it to feel valid in my life you're not gonna be able to maintain that. You're not gonna be able to consistently do that enough for it to actually create change. So you'll end up self-sabotaging. And when you self-sabotage, you will validate the belief that you are not good enough, that you're not capable enough. See, I always do this. I always give up. I always sabotage. I knew I couldn't have this thing. So what's the point of me even trying anymore? Like all those self-limiting beliefs will come up to the surface and they will be reinforced and validated by this. So It's really important to recognize if you have a struggle mentality, if you feel like struggle is the only way to make something valid and to look at the things you're doing in your life, like look at the things that you want to achieve, right? The things you want to change about yourself or work on or whatever and figure out how to make them all as simple as possible for yourself, as easy as possible for you. Cut the fat, trim the fat off. You don't need all of that. And I know this is gonna be really difficult because First of all, it's easier said than done to just make it easy, make it simple. And then the other thing is, how do I know what's right? Like, how do I know what to keep and what to get rid of? And ultimately, you know, right? You can logically look at it. You can know, you do your research, look things up, get more information, of course. But you can piece it together for yourself. Trust yourself enough to know that you know what you need to know, you know? And I think that's hard too, trusting yourself to be capable enough to decide, okay, I'm going to get rid of this and I'm going to do this. I trust that this is the right decision for right now. It might, you know, you might get more information later on and you might have to switch things up and that's okay too. But that self-trust is really important and that's part of the process as well. But the the trimming the fat part of it, the getting rid of all that superfluous action is really important. So look at the things you're doing in your life. Look at all the steps you've created around it and ask yourself, are all of these necessary? (laughs) And why do I think that they are? Like, why can't it be just, you know, a two, three step skincare routine versus a 
eight, eight step skincare routine that is overwhelming and it's going to take a lot of time to do and I won't be able to do it consistently, right? Because ultimately the the way to see results, the way to see change is through consistency and discipline. But you can't maintain that if it's something that is so overwhelming to do all the time. You're, you're not going to want to do it, especially if you already struggle with self-sabotage. If you are just getting into discipline and trying to be more disciplined and you haven't kind of grown that muscle yet, anything that has a lot of steps to it, you're going to you're going to self-sabotage. You're not going to stick with it because it's overwhelming. It's too much. And so you have to kind of create a plan for yourself that gets rid of all that extra stuff, all that bloating. You don't need that. All the superfluous action, right? And I know, you know, if you are trying to create this like kind of character description in your mind of the person you want to be, the ultimate version of yourself, right? That ultimate version of yourself, you know, maybe a year down the line, three years down the line, whatever, maybe that version of yourself can do all these things. Maybe they can do all these steps and have this eight step skincare routine or whatever. But that's not you yet. And I know you have to act from that place, obviously. But it is also with time and consistency that you develop the skills to be able to maintain something like that. If you can't do it now, then you can't force yourself into that yet. You have to develop first the consistency and the discipline to even be able to maintain something that intense later on. So as another example, right? If you want to start a workout routine, and I use this again, just as tangible examples, but this can apply to anything. If you want to start a workout routine, okay, I want to start running and I want to start doing weights. You're not going to start running for an hour and doing interval training and then doing a bunch of weights and different exercises with the weights. No, that's just so overwhelming. You're not going to want to do that, especially because your body's going to hurt. It's going to be tiring. Why You can't even consistently maintain that because you're going to be so exhausted. You're going to need a lot of rest days. So you have to start slow. You have to start small and keep it as simple as possible and easeful as possible, right? It's still going to be work. This isn't to say that work is out of the question. Of course, you still have to do the work. It's still going to be uncomfortable in many ways, but it's going to be easeful. It's going to be simple and straightforward for you so that you can consistently maintain it to prove to yourself that you can do it, that you are capable of it. And then once you consistently maintain it for a while and you've shown yourself, look, I can do it, then you can you can add more. Of course, there's nothing wrong with adding more and creating more complexity at times and more intricacies totally but prove to yourself first that you can maintain it but if you have a struggle mentality where you feel like things are only valid if i have to work really really hard for them and then i have to crash afterwards and i have to burn out then of course you're just gonna you know fulfill that that belief all the time by self-sabotaging so you're always going to be proving to yourself that nothing good comes my way I have to work really, really hard to get anything. Um, I can't be having fun or it can't be simple for me. It has to always be difficult. So I'm not even going to try anyway. So you're going to end up being exactly where you are all the time, always wanting to be this different version of yourself, whatever that means for you, and never being able to get it. And always feeling like it's a struggle to get it because you like the feeling of struggle. Now, this isn't applying to people who have to struggle in their lives because they have less privileges or... Um, the societal structures and systems are working against them. I'm not talking about that. I'm not saying that those, anybody who's, who experiences that is uh, like struggle. I'm just talking about it in terms of the things that you can control, that you can maintain, that you can implement, but you always find yourself sabotaging them. That's what I'm talking about. Consider if maybe you do have a struggle mentality where you feel like, or you've been conditioned to believe, or someone has told you that only struggle is worthwhile. Only struggle is worthy and valid. And if you are having fun, then you're probably not doing it right. An example I often use for myself to remind myself of this 
is when I was in, in school, um, being somebody who's always been creative, not very math oriented or science oriented, but very good at the arts and English and, you know, in my arts classes, I loved having a creative mind in that sense, right? Um, I would do my artwork and my English work and all that and it'd be fun, it'd be easy. But I was never, um, I was never patted on the back for that work. I was only ever uh, encouraged to focus on and work hard for and congratulated on when it came to maths and sciences. Now, all of this stuff is important in terms of like a human experience, right? And all, all this kind of knowledge and information is important. But I was only ever encouraged to look at the things that I was not good at naturally and that I just weren't, wasn't wired for naturally as being the only valid thing to focus on. So I carried that with me for my entire life. Like a lot of the time art was not seen as a valid thing for me to focus on or any sort of creativity. If it was fun for me, if I enjoyed it, if it felt, if it looked like it was leisurely, because of course art is not easy by any means. There's a lot of difficulty when it comes to it, but it looks leisurely. It looks like fun. It looks like what kids do, right? I carry that with me to this day and I still struggle with it. But if you are encouraged to think that way about things that are fun and easy or that come easily to you, of course, you're going to only gravitate towards things that are difficult and think that the things that are difficult are more worthwhile. And this also applies to relationships too. Like if you have been conditioned to feel this way, that struggle is important, you will gravitate towards people that make it hard for you to be with them, that are emotionally unavailable, that that push you away or that are just not easy to be with, that are not simple to be with. Again, not that relationships should always be easy and there's no work involved. Of course there is, right? But you will find yourself in situations and gravitating towards things and focusing on things that are just not enjoyable for you because you don't think you deserve to feel that way about things. That only the things that are uncomfortable and painful all the time, no matter what, and create the struggle and this forcefulness, those are the only things that are valid. So you you know, you cultivate a life that is just focused on that and then you never end up feeling good in your life. And then you're wondering why. This might be why, you know? Of course, there's a lot of nuance to this conversation. This is just something that I wanted to talk about and I think can be really beneficial for anybody who struggles with self-sabotage because I think so many of us do and we, it, it can be so insidious that you don't realize what's going on beneath the surface. You just think that, oh, see, I'm not good enough. I'm not capable. Like I always do this. I always abandon things. There might be so much more beneath the surface that you can explore about yourself. And then once you start exploring one thing, all the other things come up and then you can start working on those. And then before you know it, you can see your habits before they happen. You can see the self-sabotaging before it happens and you can start shifting the way you see yourself. And if you see yourself as more worthy, you become more willing to go after things that make you feel that way. But of course, easier said than done. This takes a lot of time. It doesn't happen overnight. This is just for you to kind of take and, and roll with and, you know, journal about if you want to, or just think about for a bit and see what comes up for you. So yeah, I hope this was helpful. I hope it was informative. Uh, if you want to talk about these things in more detail, feel free to book a one-to-one -one call with me. I also have a Substack where I write about these things. And I also just launched a class uh, about journaling, intentional journaling, where I tell you how I journal and how I've come to these conclusions and insights for myself. So if you want to sign up for any of that or book with me, um, visit my website. All the links will be in the description below. But thank you for listening and I'll be back again soon with another episode.